Welcome to the Coastal Community Church Midweek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Shayla McCormick, and I will be your host. My husband, TJ, and I are the lead pastors of Coastal Community Church, a place where everyone's welcome because nobody's perfect and anything is possible. In this podcast, our goal is to bring the weekend message to life and to share stories that help you along in your faith journey. Let's get started. In this brand new episode, Pastor TJ and I are going to talk about the expansion plans of our Parkland location and the things that we're really excited about seeing happen in this next season. We're also going to dive into unpacking his very first message in our Multiply series. We're going to talk about finding purpose in our pain and some ways that you can do that to move from pain being an excuse to pain being something that can produce God's purpose in our life and how God really needs to break us down in some areas so that He can rebuild us with strength. And then at the very end, Pastor TJ is going to share some tools and some resources on how you can turn your pain into purpose. I hope you guys enjoy episode two. Let's jump in. Hey, TJ, welcome back to episode two of Coastal's Midweek Podcast. Hey, I'm so excited to be back with you guys today to share some things and just talk about life. Yeah. So this weekend, super exciting. You announced some things about the future of our church, some things that are coming up, the groundbreaking for you know, our next phase here in Parkland. Yeah, I'm super excited about that happening on June 6th, the Sunday afternoon. We're going to be breaking ground on a, an addition here that's going to be about 33,000 square feet of of lobby space. Game changer. Game changer for us. A larger adult auditorium, which will actually give us more space. Okay, wait space. a minute. I, I have a question. Yes. We're going to have a big lobby. We're going to have a huge lobby. Does that mean it's going to be less noisy in the lobby? Um, it's going to be a bigger party in the lobby, but yes, it's going to be less noise in the lobby, but it's not going to be because we're just going to put more people in there. We're going to have more conversations. You know, our church is built around relationships. And so my goal as a pastor has been, how do I create more spaces for more relationships to happen? Because I know that some of my best friends have been found in church and I want other people to find those relationships that are going to encourage them and build them and help them to become the man or the woman that God has called them to be. And so I'm I'm grateful for a little bit more space in the lobby and yeah. And we're going to have couches and chairs and places to sit down and relax. I mean, we're going to have this, these doors are going to like roll up, roll up doors. doors. So there's an indoor outdoor vibe going on with a massive, our coffee bar is going to expand so that, you can sit down with a cup of coffee and hang out as a as in in community, which is which is what our church is all and about. Get a chai latte because apparently the chai latte at the cafe or the it is like the best thing on the like best that. thing on the planet is what we're told. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't do. I don't know chai, what they're doing back there, but they, they they're do doing amazing, something right. Amazing job. Yes, they are. I know. We're well. I'm really excited about just more space. Yeah, you know, for everybody that we don't have to be piled on top of one another, and that we just have room to grow. And there's more kids space. And and just like you were saying, ways to connect because our church is so much 
about community and connecting with one another. And so I'm, and, I'm excited. And we won't have to do as many services. So you'll get to see more of the people that you love that maybe are going to a different service time than you you can go to. True. And so True. to be able to do that will be great. Yeah. You also talked about that you've been holding back like this secret. Oh, man. Do you want to share that while I, we're on I, here? I, I do, but I'm not allowed to. So this, this upcoming <laughs> weekend- I'm going to share some big news that has been in the works over the last six months or so. God has done so much behind the scenes in this season that is just really, it it truly has been those immeasurably more moments where it's like, really, is this really happening? Like, God, are you really doing this? Is this really unfolding before our eyes? And it's just, it's really cool to see when God does those things that totally blow your mind. Cause I don't even think you or I thought, no, no, no. There are things that 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 I could have never pulled off on my own. Right. You know, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, that really just happened, and that just fell into place. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I could not have worked that out in the greatest scheming that I could yeah. come up with. And, but one thing that people don't know about you, though, is you love business and like expansion, and you those things like geek you out, and so you have <laughs> no problem, like pushing things forward and taking risks and all of that. And I think that's produced so much for our church. And I don't think a lot of people know that about you. You know, you don't, you don't just sit at the cafe and drink coffee. Actually, you don't even drink coffee. I don't even drink coffee. So, um, and, and read your Bible, you know, you are out there like doing things to advance. Yeah who we are as a church. So yeah, I, 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 I think it's important that we are constantly out there. You know, one of the things that when we started this church, um, no pastor wanted to help me. Mm. Um, and so I've made it a mission to be a voice for other pastors to help other people. But what that has also done is it's opened up a lot of doors to opportunity that a lot of churches don't get because we've just said, Hey, we want to make sure we're doing for everybody else that the things that were never done for us mm-hmm. so that so that the next guy coming has a, a greater advantage to succeed and make it in ministry. And mm-hmm. I think that that's an important thing that we're not just building our church, but we're building the kingdom of God. And I think God sees that and he goes, man, that's, that's a guy I can trust. That's a church I can trust. Yeah. That's a place I can bless because I know that if I put something in their hands, mm-hmm. they're going to let it flow through their hands to yep. where I want it to go. Yep, absolutely. You know, that that actually is a perfect transition point because your message this weekend was so good. Just, you know, we started this series called Multiply. You talked about the five loaves and the two fish. And there was there was actually one lady that came out of service this week. And you had talked a lot about pain. And when she walked out of service, the the part where you talked about pain can be an excuse or pain can produce, she was like, I saw this play out in my life in this one season. And she was telling me about her son that was really ill. And she said, somebody told her, like, in the middle of your pain, when you can't do anything, just go serve somebody else. And so she said she she made a meal and, and took it over to somebody and what God did through that meal is that family that she took the meal for actually had the connection to the right doctor that gave the right diagnosis for her son. That ended up being the answer to the pain that she was walking through in that moment and her allowing 
that pain not to just be an excuse not to do anything for anybody else actually produced a miracle in her life and her son's life. And so I think even unpacking that point a little bit more where your pain can be an excuse or your pain can produce because so many people, all, all of us walk through pain. Yeah. And we walk through difficulty and sometimes navigating those seasons of like, what do I do with my pain? It's really hard in the middle of it to go, okay, how can I use my pain to produce and not just like cripple me? Yeah. I think, I think the first part of that is, is you have to have an awareness that I am in pain. Yeah. And then what am I doing with that pain? And what I would, what I've noticed being a pastor for the last 20 years is that most people medicate their pain. They medicate it in or, or supplement it in food, alcohol, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're, they're trying to get a temporary escape from their pain and they're never really dealing with their pain. You know, you, you'll either deal with your pain or your pain will deal with you. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, so you have to recognize what that pain is and then go, God, what are, what are you trying to teach me out of this pain? Like, I, I know you didn't put me in this situation. I, you didn't produce pain in my life, but you will do something good with that pain. So what are you trying to get me to see or understand or recognize? Yeah. And Sam Chan wrote a book uh, years ago called Leadership Pain. It's, it's something yes. I read. It's, so it's a phenomenal book. If you want to if you want to really maximize your pain for purpose, it's a great book. And he talks about the level of pain that you're willing to endure will actually be the level of success that you'll achieve. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not willing to endure any pain, you'll never achieve any success because there is a level of pain that you're going to have to walk through in order to achieve success. And so you can take your pain and use it as fuel which is which is what I prefer to do. You know, I, we've walked through a lot of painful situations in life. I I, I mean, I made mention of it this weekend. I, I could go through a week of our life and put it up against anybody, and it was extremely painful. And we didn't take that and just shrink back in those moments. We said, "Hey, God, how do you want to use this for your kingdom? Like, how do you want to utilize our story? Because you say all the time, like, I don't want my pain to be in vain, right?" You know, I don't want my story to be in vain. So it's only in vain if we don't use it to do something good. Right. Like then it's just a painful memory that we walk through all the time. And so it's so important that we take that and go, okay, how am I going to use this to help the next person so they don't have to walk through what I walk through? Or how can I sympathize and empathize with them and walk with them? Because I'm one of the few people that understand what they're going through and how can I bring them hope? How can I bring them encouragement? How can I bring them life in this season? And so you can take something that was terrible for you and make it good for the next person. I I do think that there's a fine line in your pain too, because I think you do have to somewhat deal with- Yeah the pain, like the emotions, the, the difficult moments, because if you don't learn how to deal with those things, like you're going to end up building on a faulty foundation. And I know for us, when we walked through that pain of like losing Alexander in those moments, there, there was, you know, a week, weeks or months that we had to process through that, that pain, that it wasn't yet something that produced in our life 
Um, and I don't think it was an excuse either, but we, it was one of those moments where it's like, okay, I have to deal with this and dealing with pain is painful. Yes, it is. You know, because you have to be honest with yourself about what you're walking through. And it's usually digging up something that's been buried for a long time. And I think one of the things that was so key for us was even though like we're leaders, even though we're supposed to be leading other people to have this awareness of like, I need help walking through this. And we went to some counseling and and really opened up about a lot of the things that we were dealing with. And they were able to help us get to a healthier emotional place mm-hmm. so that then that pain could be our fuel and could propel us forward to help so many yeah. other people. And and honestly, the in in my case, uh, I still deal with that pain. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, it's that, not gone. that pain is not gone. Um, that it, it spurs up at different times. It just pops up and it, you know, I, I'm extremely sad and, yeah. and I, I have, uh, depressive thoughts, Right. but I've, I've learned that when I get in those seasons that man, God, you're, you're, you're wanting me to see something, mm-hmm. um, in the middle of this, that maybe I'm not currently seeing. And, and I do think that most people, they, they do need to deal with it. You know, the first thing that I did is, is I called up some of my closest friends and said, I'm in trouble. Like yes. I need help. Yeah. Um, don't isolate in pain. No. I, I would say the biggest mistake people make is they bury it and they isolate themselves and they just try to ignore plow it, through it and, and then plow they through use it. the alcohol and yeah. the, you know, and all, all of, of those things. And so, and so it's so important that you have some people in your life that, that you're willing and and this is a biblical term, but you're willing to submit your life to. Yeah. And, and luckily I have four guys that, you know, I, I texted them all and I said, I'm in trouble. Right. Like I need help and whatever you guys say, I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew for me in that moment, I was risking everything and it's going to feel that way. Yes. Every time you do that, like it, to me, it felt like, man, my life is over because I'm telling people I'm not perfect <laughs> and that I don't have it all together. But what I found is, is that like, when I'm not perfect, people want to come up beside me Yes, and they want to help me get back to that healthy place. And, and so they were the ones that set us up with counseling and mm-hmm. arranged those things. And, and we just, we just worked the process and well, it's what, a process. What's funny is I think people are so scared to do that yet. It's when, so freeing. It is. And I think when people walk into to coastal and they hear us talking about those things, it's so refreshing for them. They're like, oh, you guys are so real and so honest. And they love that, but yet people are scared to do it, but yet it brings so much freedom. Yeah. And again, that goes back to the enemy just kind of wanting to, to lie to us and keep us in bondage, you know, of like, oh, nobody's going to understand or they're going to look at you differently or whatever. But people sympathize with that. And they're like, oh man, like I want to help. I want to help make a difference and pull this person out of this. Yeah. What's, what's interesting is, is one gentleman that was there on the weekend that I got up and I told everybody that I'm a mess Yeah, and that, uh, I, I'm not going to be able to pastor for a while. Um, he walked in, that was his first service. And he was like, I've never been in a church like this. In fact, he, he was Jewish. He was, he never even really been to church. He wow. just said, man, I, I don't know what it was, but he's like, I just kept coming back. And then, uh, a couple months later, he went through something major in his life 
And you know what the first thing he did was? He drove into our parking lot here and walked in and said, man, I need to talk to that that pastor guy and just shared his story. He ended up giving his life to Christ. I mean, we've seen God restore a lot of broken things in his life, all because of an example of somebody willing to be vulnerable and with their pain and their hurt caused other people to get vulnerable with their pain and their hurt. And what happens when we do that is we find healing Mm -hmm. and then we find purpose out of it. Yep. There's a verse in the Bible that says we overcome by the blood of the lamb. And then it says, and by the word of our testimony. Yeah. And I think when we use the word of our testimony, when we share what we're walking through, it helps us to overcome in a greater way because we're seeing that other people are relating to that and they're finding freedom and it just fuels that purpose inside of us. Yeah. And, you know, I think so many times when people get stuck in the pain as an excuse, you know, when we begin to medicate and isolate and all of those different things, what begins to happen so many of so many times is it leads to another point that you made is God needs to break us in order to rebuild us. Yeah. Because when we have built our life on the excuses, the pain's been there, we've made excuses or we've just tried to push on or medicate, the foundation that we're building our life on is like the Ikea desk, you yeah. know, like that's so unstable. Well, what's interesting about that is, is that excuse actually becomes our identity. Mm-hmm. And I've watched it happen in so many people's lives. Well, this, I, I was abused and that's a terrible thing, but that doesn't have to be who you are for the rest of your life. Yeah. And that excuse all of a sudden becomes, well, this is my crutch of why I can't. Mm-hmm. And, and we're not meant to walk on crutches. Right. Um, and we're not to meant to walk alone. Like, God, God needs to put you in some in in some environments to where you can be broken down. And I know the breaking process is not fun, and it's not easy to be broken down. And it takes a lot of faith and it takes a lot of trust. But here's what I know: is that God has got something so much better on the other side of it if we'll allow Him to go in there and do that. And sometimes it feels like it's two or three steps backwards. Like I'm not moving forward. No, 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 because. To take you apart means we got to go back a little bit. Yeah, but there's so much strength. There is that comes out of that process when you when you deal with those things. Yeah, I mean, it it's like right now there are things that I know need to happen in my life. Like right now, I don't want to work out, (laughs) and the reason I don't want is not because I don't know the benefits of working out. It's because I don't want the pain of working out. Yeah. You know, I don't want to feel like I just got off of a horse for the last five days and my legs. <laughs> but don't. it hurts so good. It, that's what everybody tells me. But I, but the physical pain yeah. Keeps is, you from, is keeping me from doing something that I know is really, really good. It's going to produce something good. Really good for my life. It's going yeah. to help me with my energy. It's going to help me with uh, how I feel. It's going to help me uh, with my own image. Like all with of your muscles. With your my wife muscles. just looks at you and is like, oh just, my gosh. Yeah, all of those benefits. <laughs> but there's one thing that's keeping me from it. And that's the that's little bit of pain of yeah. the initial couple of weeks of being really sore. Right. Um, and I think that that's a lot Just of our, do it. that's a lot of our, <laughs> it's a lot of our lives though, is, is the uh, initial, the initial aspect that is going to be hard mm-hmm. is keeping us from the overwhelming benefits that coming, that come from doing the little bit of hard things. So what is like, if, if somebody had to take one step right now, like they're in the middle of, of their pain 
And maybe they've been using it as an excuse, but they want to turn that pain now in, into purpose. What is one initial step that you would encourage them to take? I would encourage you, there, there's there's two things. Okay. Um, I would encourage you to tell somebody that can actually help you. Yeah. Don't just- Get real with somebody. Get real with somebody that, that actually- yeah, can not, help you. Not, not somebody. Not that's your girlfriend. Agree with that's you like, oh, you know, whatever. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like actually, somebody that can help you. Yeah. And then I would also encourage you to to go to counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I say all the time, man, please go to counseling. We believe in counseling. We yes. use counseling. Yes. Um, there's something we about can give you some resources. Yeah. There's for something counseling. about processing with somebody that is a professional that can help you recognize and realize patterns and things that you're doing in your life and what is the root source of that Mm -hmm. that is keeping you from your potential. And when you start to get the awareness, the the first key to moving forward in life is an awareness. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're unaware of what is really happening there. And you need somebody that is great at helping you navigate and dig and pointing yeah. it out. And I think pain makes us blind to a lot of things. It does. You know, and and we just can't see it in the middle of our pain. And it helps so much to have somebody come alongside of us and give us perspective that we can't see in the middle of it. You know, you mentioned earlier a couple of of books that you would encourage. You were talking to me about this before the the podcast. I would love for you to share some of those. Yeah, I think I think uh, for people that are dealing with with pain and hurt and loss and all those things, I think that there's a couple of resources. One is a a book called Freeway. A lot of times we use it as a, a connect group here at Coastal, but it's something that I did by myself initially, and I found so much freedom yeah, and good. healing out of it. Uh, and it's a little bit of a workbook, so it's going to take some effort. But if you'll if you'll give yourself to it, you'll find a lot of freedom. Uh, Leadership Pain by Sam Chan is an incredible, incredible book about um, as as you want to go higher in life, you're going to face more and more pain. And I know so many people have aspirations of success and achievement, and so pain is part of the process yes. to that. And so you better be willing to embrace the pain if you want to achieve some things in life. Um, uh, another book that I think is just a, a great book for you recognizing that you're going to have to fight some battles is a book called In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day by Mark Batterson. There's somebody actually doing a connect group on it this next oh, connect group semester that's awesome. too. So. I didn't even know that, yeah. but it's it's a great book. It's actually the book that I read that helped propel me to believe that I could plant a church. And so, you know, um, phenomenal I, book. it's a phenomenal book. And then, um, you know, Craig Rochelle just wrote a book on winning the war in your mind. Yes. Um, and, and I think a lot of the pain and things are things that are going on in our mind, perception of things in our perception of things. And so I would recommend Craig Rochelle's book. I think Craig has an incredible way of communicating those types of things to help you move through the process of understanding what's going on in your mind and how to, how to, uh, renew your mind, because that's, that's such an important aspect of all of this is how do we renew our mind with the things that God wants us to be thinking, contemplating, knowing in life. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, TJ, for coming and, and for sharing and just kind of unpacking some of those things that I think are so important for so many people. And we're going to we're going to put all of those links in our show notes so that people can go. They can find those books and resources and, and all of that kind of stuff. And don't forget, if this content is helpful for you guys, if you like it, if you enjoy it, share it with your friends, take a screenshot, post it on social media, tag us at Coastal Church. 
We'd love for you guys to join us back here next week. Hope you guys have an incredible week. See you later.